sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Betting Edge podcast. My name is Ryan May at Mayday Sports on social media, Twitter, if we're being specific, or Doge Twitter, if you have been on Twitter at all today with Elon Musk changing the emoji to the Doge for some reason or another. Uh, we won't get into that. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. My name, uh, I am joined, as always, by the prognosticator of the point spread, the oracle of the over-under, Samir Mergy Moneyline. Welcome, buddy. Are you a big golf head, Mergy? Uh, I wouldn't call myself a big golf head, but I've always been intrigued by the sport. Uh, the past few years specifically, I've been making sure to pay attention to how the leaderboard's going on, what's happening at the majors. Um, and I've actually found myself watching a couple of championship Sundays go down. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say I'm a big golf head, but I love the sport. I'm very interested in learning more about it, and I really want to start playing it. I think this summer is going to be the first summer where I actually start playing golf. I've only played it once before. Once you once you start, you're hooked. You can't stop. It's addicting. I can <laughs> tell you from experience. I did last summer was my first time playing, and I've been itching literally since the end of the summer to get back on the course. I've been at my buddy's indoor driving ranges and all sorts. Um, so you heard his voice, his rich, leathery, beautiful voice, Josh Keenan, Main Street Sports founder. Josh is a golf head. This we are certain of, and it is the time of year for golf heads to shine because, Mergy, you said you watched championships, none bigger than the Masters, and it is time to talk about it. Josh Keenan, how are you? Welcome to the show for the first time, and how excited are you for this tournament? I'm doing well, man. I mean, obviously, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on and join and talk to you guys about the most exciting weekend in golf. I mean, it's always been super special for me because it's right around my birthday. I remember being when Mike Weir won. He won on my birthday back in 03. And it was just ever since then. I was turning like 9 or 10 at the time. And it's just tradition in my brain. Kind of the kickoff of spring. That along with like spring training that we obviously just saw on opening day. Boom, the Masters go. Summer's around the corner. Life's good again. We're all happy. We're all stoked. And no, no bigger tournament than the Masters. Man, I love. I don't that care you what Gary. Like I don't that. care what Gary Player just said. He's, he's <laughs> a, he just sounds bitter. So, so I've been watching uh, the past three three iterations of the Masters, I believe. Um, so I kind of understand and I feel the aura that comes from it. For, but for those who are listening uh, or watching who don't really know that much about the tournament, what makes the Masters so special? Like, why are you so hyped for it? Other than it being around your birthday. Well, I mean, it's it's just how deeply rooted in tradition it is. It's everything that goes on and everything that is Augusta. Like any other major, they change the course. But Masters, every single year, first major of the year, it's at Augusta National. Augusta is so deeply rooted in tradition, and they do not budge. I mean, you, don't, you won't see any advertising at the Masters. You won't see – like you think of all the old talking heads and the old wigs of how golf should be – buttoned up and dressed up, not the flash. It's complete opposite of the waste management where people are running. When you're at Augusta, you're literally not allowed to run. 
There's no jogging. You have to walk everywhere. Like, wow. Small traditions they have everywhere <laughs> they go. Like, they don't call it the rough. They call it the second cut. And they don't waver on anything. And that's what, you know, for a magnitude of reason, you can find hundreds of examples of these deep-seated traditions that they will not waver on. And that's what makes it so special. What are some of the that's- best ones? Obviously, you gave us you gave us a good one there. But what are some of the other really good ones? Oh, I mean, even go like the food menu. I mean, talking point these days, unfortunately, we know how expensive everything is. Guess where inflation <laughs> doesn't go? Augusta. It's still like $2 for a pimento cheese sandwich. Nice. You can go there and get like a beer and two sandwiches and a coffee for like $10 total. It's not, I mean, quick Google wow. says you'll see the prices. It's like $2 for a ham and cheese, right? All these staple <laughs> sandwiches and the menu doesn't change. Obviously, they do the, I think, I believe it was Ben Hogan who, originally um, started the tradition of the master's dinner, right? We saw Scheffler's lineup come out the other day with the, I didn't like the cookie at the end, but I mean, he had the Texas nearby <laughs> and the Scotty Scheffler sliders and all that. It was perfect except for the cookie. Yeah, I didn't like the I, I don't hey really man, care like a deep dish cookie. The kid, the kid in Scotty Scheffler is loving it. Uh, for those of you guys who yeah. don't know, the, the menu for the dinner, uh, this is honestly the coolest part to me. I've always found it yeah. so cool that they have a winner's dinner uh, every year. The All the previous yeah. winners, uh, they attend this dinner yeah. with the current champion choosing the menu. Uh, and I found that really cool before the tournament starts. So this year's menu, uh, we got Scotty-style cheeseburger sliders. We got <laughs> yeah. firecracker shrimp um, yeah. and then tortilla soup. Uh, or- and then a Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish if you, if you don't eat meat or don't want a steak. Uh, and then a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie uh, for mm-hmm. for dessert. <laughs> so you you guys are right. Everything's a banger, and then it's like some kids de- kids dessert. dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's probably just like his favorite, right? Which, but it's all these little things, the accumulation of all these small traditions and nuances that are just special to Augusta and doesn't happen anywhere else. Even even the green jacket, like there's no like trophy. You get the green jacket, nobody cares about the plaque or whatever, you get the jacket. You get the jacket, it's all that matters. Tiger's got a bunch of them, obviously. Then you walk around and you got a green jacket. Like it's that's up there with like the Stanley Cup in terms of like prestigious, badass, yeah, unique it is. awards, trophies. It is, yeah. And it's all it's a tro it's a trophy. Like there make yeah. no mistake. When they walk around, you look and it's like they're walking walking royalty around the uh mm-hmm. around the green. And if I'm, is it just the Masters that all of the past winners get to come and play forever? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, that's why, Mike, we're still in the field. Because typically the field is the top 50 golfers for the world rankings who are invited. And then, as well, anybody who's won the Masters before, that's pretty consistent for most majors, which is why you see like John okay. Daly still playing the U.S. Open or whatever. Um He's riding on his golf cart. They made an exception for him last year or two years ago. I can't remember which one it was, but um, yeah. So I mean, Mike Weir will be there. BJ Single will still be there. Like Gary Player, that's what he was kind of. He came out and put the Masters at number four, and I was like, "You're ludicrous!" Out of all the majors, what? Then later he came out and said, "Yeah, you know, you'd think a previous winner would be able to, you know, call up and play whenever he wants, but that's not always true." So I think he just sounds bitter. But Agreed. that's also does. that in itself speaks to how prestigious and special Augusta is. You think any tour player 
let alone somebody as accomplished as Gary Player, would be able to just call up any course and get a tee time whenever he wanted. But not at Augusta. Nope. They're like, we don't care if you won. <laughs> well, one tradition, one tradition that uh, I found really interesting about Augusta, I guess before we get into the actual course, is I have, like, I've realized this actually the past few years, and I actually talked to someone who went, and they told me that you weren't, you're not allowed your cell phones uh, on the course at all, right? Uh, so no technology, really. Even, like, the scoreboarding is done the old yeah. school way uh, with someone kind of physically there. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. They, they don't, the, you know, the old expression, like, oh, they don't, like, they don't miss. I know that's not an old expression. I screwed that up. But, like, they don't <laughs> miss. There's not a detail that is not comb through with like a f- microscope everything about it is perfect and they don't waver right i mean even i believe the number is there's only 300 memberships at augusta every year and it's like buy invite only you can't wow. call them and be some rock star billionaire like yo i want a i would like a membership here i'll pay whatever they don't care they invite you that yeah okay well it, it just like adds to the prestigious nature of all of it and why it is such a big event um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual course. Um, is the master's course different to a lot of the other majors? Are there specific things to look out for that we should be watching for while we're watching over the weekend? And well, I guess it starts Thursday. Yeah, th- Thursday starts, right? I mean, the thing that you were saying or discussing earlier, right? The All the other majors go play multiple courses, right? I mean... And really compared to like the, if you're going to compare it, I guess, obviously like the open, you're playing at St. Andrews, the old course a lot. That's just a totally yeah. different style of game. Augusta is really a second shot course, um, which is more rewarding for guys who have great approach shots, which sounds dumb, but it's notorious for three putting. It's well, I think it's, it might be the highest on the tour for average or amount of three putts in a weekend. I had to okay. double check that to make sure, but an astronomical amount of three putts happen all the time, which is why getting that second approach shot to within 10 feet of the pin is huge for the weekend. Huge. That's kind of the understanding of how you need to play Augusta. You're not going to get these guys like when Bryson DeChambeau won at uh, winged foot, the U S open a couple years ago up in Wisconsin, the rough was like insane. You couldn't see the ball. So what he, his advantage was he was so, strong and you know he tries to muscle everything that the meathead he is he could he had enough club going through all the rough the second cut at augusta isn't that insane so it's not gonna you don't need these guys who are gonna pull through you don't lose a ton of power but you need to be accurate because the greens are so unforgiving so it's a finesse it's a finesse course is like as opposed to a power course but although you were saying that it is there is like a power element to it that they've uh, increased even in re- recent years, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's to say it's not a power course is I wouldn't want to label it that way, but it, okay, the finesse is more important, right? That second, again, T to green is one of the biggest stats. Eight of the last ten winners have ranked top ten in the calendar year going into the Masters, right? So if you just you quick Google search on the PGA Tour's website, you can find the top ten guys they're likely going to be one of those 10 guys going to win, historically speaking. But it's because the greens are so unforgiving. Okay. Right? And, I mean, to say, I wouldn't, yeah. Because Tiger, obviously, famously forever as a young buck, 
outpowered everybody. I mean, there's that iconic moment where yeah, Tiger and Phil earlier in their careers, you know, Phil's the up and comer. I'm sure if you watch the Tiger Woods documentary, you'd be familiar with the story where he's talking Tiger, like Phil rips driver, then Tiger intentionally just to like stick it to him, pulls three wood and goes like 20 yards past him. Oh, right. Just that to is like a huge flex. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, like, no be careful. Reason. Look at what you're playing with right now, mate. Yeah, probably like, should have pulled the driver, but did, didn't care. Yeah, oh, well, didn't didn't matter, did it? Making a statement. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about betting golf. Um, I know it's like betting golf is not everybody's like main go to sport, but mm-hmm. especially when the Masters rolls around, people find themselves with money on it, whether they know what the fuck they're doing or not. People <laughs> yeah. find themselves with money on the Masters. So, where do we start? What am I what what are some of the things that we should look at here to bet on some of the markets maybe we're even looking at like what 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 am I doing here when I'm betting on golf? Well, I mean, I mean obviously like what I would typically stay away from is just picking an outright winner. You're more than welcome to do that and there's some pretty good lines on them. Like I think Scheffler and depending where you look Scheffler and McElroy, which surprising to me, um, well, not surprising, but are the betting favorites are like plus 700 around somewhere in and around there on most books. Seven, seven fifty. Yeah. Scheffler, McElroy, respectively. Yeah. All around there. Right. That's kind of the, yeah. the number but where I, I would be putting my money and again, for what it's worth, <laughs> go for a top 10 finish. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've seen more Kawa top 10 finish pays like two twenty five. That's, pretty good i would i like more call it a win but i think an approach like that because you don't know it's it's four days of grueling golf and especially this weekend with the the live dynamic coming back all the excitement that's already around that and the extra tension that's going to be there are those guys even good right now sure they're playing a totally different style live golf which think of it as you what you will but i mean they're not playing a full you know, 72 holes anymore. No. They're not doing totally it. Totally different. And they're playing, you know, what most people consider easier courses. They're wearing shorts. <laughs> they're, yep. they're certainly not doing that at Augusta. So I would be, yeah, I'm probably going to throw a couple names on, like top 10 finish and live in that world. Maybe sprinkle a winner, but that's where I'm kind of living. What are you guys thinking? Um, well, I mean, that makes sense, right? Because it's hard to predict uh, one person to win in the field in, in any golf yeah. tournament, let alone yeah. one of the majors. Uh, so one, I totally agree with you on that. Um, and then two, like the top 10 finish, you, you look for a couple guys in there. Would you Do you look for kind of the fringe guys to maybe get top 20 or top 30? Do you, do you kind of look for that when you're placing bets on golf? Or do you focus more on the top guys um, in these situations? It, it, I mean, it depends what you're looking for, right? Because, I mean, like you said, the winner is always so tough to predict because, again, 72 holes, long weekend. Yeah. You've seen some, obviously, some wild A lot can happen over 72 holes, right? Mm-hmm. But when you start going into, like, the top 30s and, like, or just making the cut, like, to I me, mean, it's just a little bit boring. <laughs> I'm, not really, I'm not really enticed to be like, oh, let me go get, you know, Minus 105 for somebody to make Adam Scott. Yeah, some no-name guy. I've 
I'm not going to watch the, you know, they're not even going to show them on the TV. Like, exactly. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm a, I'm still like, I'm here for the big names. I'm here for the big boys. That's what I want to see. And I'm, my juice will follow that. For sure. No, that's fair. And, and that's another, that's another good point you make, right? Cause they're really only going to show the big guys on TV, especially through the I mean, first few days. Because oh, uh, no one wants to watch it's, these random guys. It's 40, 40 to 50% Tiger Woods every time as it is anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. You know That's I mean? true. So so would be would a better approach to betting golf, um, instead of betting it on it as the weekend as a whole, would a better approach be taking it day by day? And maybe like on day one, um, since you don't really see how people are playing, you kind of, obviously you pick your top 10 finishers before the, the tournament starts. Yeah. But then when day one rolls around, um, are you are you specifically looking at like player matchups um, and then and then maybe placing a bet on a certain player to do better than a different player for day one specifically? Um, and then after day one, do you kind of have a better feel for how guys are, are doing and then like place live bets in a way? Is, is that a smart thing to do in golf or is it really just? So totally wild card just because they played well on Thursday does not mean they're going to play well. I mean, yeah, it depends who you're looking for, right? I mean, a lot of the guys, I mean, Tiger, you're going to know. Tiger's problem right now is because he's so banged up because he's just old yeah. and he's been swinging his back out for years and all the surgeries and everything he's gone through, right? Like, mm-hmm. he could look great round one, round two, and then it just it doesn't hold up for all 72, right? So he could be almost misguided. He'd be like, oh, look, like, multiple masters winner tiger woods here he looks fantastic and then the wheels come off on saturday or whatever because we've seen that in this newer version of tiger woods just because he is older and you know a little more banged up or but and then respectfully as well you've got some of these guys who are you know more hotheads the dechambos the you know rory can be a bit quirky sometimes like you're gonna know pretty quickly if they're not they're not gelling or meshing with their swing. If they're not liking it, mm-hmm. you're going to know pretty quickly, right? And, I mean, that was Bryson. I think I don't even, I, I might be misremembering, but I don't even know if he made the cut last year. He just right away couldn't figure it, it out. Like, so, I guess two sides of the same coin here. But, yeah, you're going to see – it could be very telling, but don't be, like, misled because on the older guys like Tiger Woods and that stuff, like, yeah, he, he could have it, but getting through the 72 is going to be tough. I fell to it last year, man, with Tiger. I fell to it last year. I got yeah. I got engaged by day one. I'm like, hmm, yeah. interesting. The day story, two, terrible. Day three, terrible. Back. Day four, terrible. Awful. Yeah. Awful, yeah. awful. And I had I thought he was going to make the cut. No good. And, yeah, um, yeah like, I, I think that's a really important thing because, again, a lot of people are not golf experts. A lot of people are going to be doing this, like, casually watching for the maybe one or two, two three times they watch all year. And people are, as I said at the beginning, people are going to have money on it. So we're talking about trying to make it so that you do not end up putting your money in the wrong place because you're going to put it down anyway. Um, So there's other ways you can bet on it. Um, I've never done it, but there's match betting where you have two guys going against each other um, Mm. and you decide between the two of them. These are generally like two guys of relatively similar skill level. Um, for example, Rory and Scotty are, you can decide between the two of them <laughs> at like minus 108, minus 118. You'll get a lot of viewing out of it. I don't know if it's, it's ideally the best, uh, most comfortable thing to predict, but, um, let's run a few, let's run a few by Keenan. Why not? 
Um, okay. Josh, John I'll Rahm give you a Jordan couple. Spieth. Yeah, there you go. Minus oh, I'd be going, I'd be going for John Rahm right Rahm. now. I'd be going okay. Rom right now for sure. Okay. He's had a pretty good start no. of the year, obviously. Him and Scheffler have been tearing it up, but yeah, Rom for sure. World number two or three right now. Jordan Spieth obviously always plays Augusta really well, being one of the youngest winners ever. Um, and, and yeah, he's great at Augusta again, a great second shot guy. But Rom's hot right now, dude. He's he's great. Okay. What about uh, Patrick uh, Cantley or Cameron Smith? See, that one's a bit harder because Cameron Smith was on top of the world until he went to live. And I'll be honest, I haven't drank the live Kool-Aid, so I haven't been yeah. watching or, you know, maybe call me an old head, but I haven't been – I don't really care for live, So I don't really know fair, where the game's at. And, again, the the extra added dynamic this year with the tension of live, and I think we were talking about it before we hopped on here. Um, Bryson came out and I guess said like, yeah, Tiger's just not talking to him. He's Tiger's the puppeteer, right? He's pulling the strings and everybody, he already has that aura around him and he's going to be in heads even more now. And Brooks mentioned that before when Tiger won that comeback here, he's like, all you could hear was you could feel Tiger Woods coming up behind you. You could just feel it. So for like Cameron Smith, I don't know. I, I'm 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 not high on these live guys coming here and then going back to the full seventy two of the way they've been playing over at Live Golf. So I would stay away from them. No, oh, okay, that's totally fair. It's actually that relates to one of the the props I, I was thinking of taking, and I was going to ask you, and you have just mm-hmm. convinced me off of it because I was looking at this prop. I see top Australian player for the tournament, uh, and I was really considering taking Cameron Smith at plus two twenty. He had a good finish last year, right? He was third mm-hmm. in the in the Masters, um, but the current favorite right now is Jason Day at plus one fifteen. I don't know who that guy is. Do you, do you have a good read on Jason Day? Jason Day? I mean, yeah, he's he's not in the prime of his career anymore. I mean, he's been doing it for a while, but at the end of the day, you know, he's still a good golfer. I mean, that's tough. Like, that's like between tough. Cameron Smith and Jason Day for the Masters. Um, or, I guess the other option is uh, Min Woo Lee and then Adam Scott. Uh, out of those four Australian players, which one would you take pre-tournament to place the best? I Was mean, Cameron Smith like a silly bet, or do you, do you think to stay Smith. away? Probably Cameron Smith, yeah, but he's, you know, he was, I think, world number one before he went over to live and kind of had that, and that was just recently, right? Um, hmm. so yeah, they got, they paid, they gave him a bag, but I would be, yeah. Yeah, Cameron Smith. It'd be hard not okay. to take him out of just Aussies. It'd be hard not to. But but okay. you did uh, you did mention that uh, because he went to live, maybe stay away from them. And yeah, uh, I don't, just, just I don't be... love that angle, but yeah. I wouldn't touch it. But it, it oh, just worries me. I'm not. I'm very. I'm interested to see how it goes like everybody else is. But I, that worries me coming back to the full seventy two and the the weight of Augusta and I said old Uncle Tiger's going to be there and you know just. <laughs> A lot of moving parts this week that I think are getting these guys' heads even more than yeah. Augusta already does. Okay, that, okay, that makes sense. And for those of you listening, that's another kind of prop you can take. You can take the top player from whatever kind of continent or country that you want to take. You could take like the best American player. You could take like the best mm-hmm. English player, whoever you think will finish the top out of those things. Yeah. Okay. Something to think so about. 
I am maybe I'm I'm misinterpreting this stuff here, but I, if you if we're thinking that Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy are both going to be like competing to win it at the end, um, why is it that I can get them both top twenty after the first round at minus one forty five? Why after the like first that round? Yeah, that's one. Should they not have to be in the top 20 if they're going to be like, do, can you jump that much yes. in the Masters? So you could be outside of the top 20 after the first round and still win? I think so, based off of what I've seen in recent years or even recent golf tournaments, right? Like Scotty Scheffler, I had him to win a tournament. I forget it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe. He won. He ended up winning. Um, but I, I took him to win. We do a lot of that lately. And yeah, and after the Thursday and Friday, both days, he was like he was like top ten, but near the end, like near the bottom of the top ten, like he wasn't looking good. And then he just randomly destroyed it on yeah, Saturday. I mean, after Monday, like Monday or sorry, Monday, Thursday, starting off the week, in my brain. Sorry, Monday's just... the first day of the Masters week. Yeah. Monday, Thursday is Monday. It's the same thing. I did a boxing class today, and I'm just exhausted. Holy, kick my butt. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, Thursday's not going to be the make or break. I mean, obviously, you don't want to, you want to get off on the right foot. But interesting stat I found as well is Saturday. I mean, maybe this doesn't, it's not rocket or groundbreaking news, but 25 of the last 32 winners played in the final pairing on Sunday, which means you got to have a really good Saturday, right? Cause you got to, that's your get into the final pairings, having the top score. So Saturday's a big day, right? Okay, but, so round betting on Saturday. Maybe maybe you don't have to bet on round one, but if you want to maybe bet on round three on mm -hmm. Saturday, maybe those maybe if you're saying that that's an important day and you really got to kill it on Saturday, maybe that's the day you look at some of these after round, like top mm -hmm. 20 after X day uh, kind of props. I, I think um, another reason why these odds are so short for certain things, like another thing I see is both those guys you mentioned – to get top 10 uh, and you can get even odds almost uh, minus 135 for each of them to finish in the top 10 and overall. Uh, overall. And like, obviously you're sitting here thinking pre-tournament like, Oh, that's a lock. But I think the reason why the odds are so, so kind of volatile here is because that's exactly how Augusta is. It's volatile. Um, that's how the masters are going to play out. And I feel like it's very easy to snow, to have a snowball effect where you start off really well and then if you just do bad in a few holes, uh, you mentioned just the idea of Tiger Woods creeping up on you. Like, forget Tiger Woods, but any of these golfers, you know there's so many other golfers all at the top yeah. of their game, all creeping up on you. Um, I saw it's it happen to, yeah, I saw it happen to Scotty Scheffler last year where he didn't start off well. And I yeah. think he ended up just, uh, like, he he obviously locked in to end up, he ended up winning the Masters. Um, but yeah, yeah. you saw you saw where he didn't start off well and he felt um, the need to kind of like push. And I feel like in that situation, it goes yeah. obviously one of two ways. People are going to crumble under the pressure, uh, understandably so. And that's why we see random names win this tournament here and there, because it's such a volatile, hard course to win, at least from what I understand. Oh, yeah. But again, I go back to it, but it's it's the. Everybody knows it's it's a huge second shot course, and that's how a guy like Mike Weir won back in the day, right? Mike Weir is never going to outpower anybody. <laughs> Love lefty, yeah. but it was, it was never going to happen that way for Mike Weir. But good approach game. He was 
you know, he, he had great iron play. He could strike the ball pretty well. And that's where a guy like that can win. You know, you don't need to be the big swinging dude every time to win in Augusta. It's not going to happen that way. Okay. So we talked a little bit about things, markets you want to look at. Talked a little bit about the course itself. Now let's get into some of these picks. Uh, let's go like we're going to now go from top 40 and up and see what we can get on the board here. So I want to ask, I'm going to ask you about a couple guys. Um, let's, let's address a small elephant in the room of Ty- Tiger Woods making the cut. Um, there's going to be coverage of it. I don't, there's no point in kidding ourselves. That's the reality of watching the masters. Uh, he's sitting at, where is he currently? Minus 170 to be inside the top 40. So they think it's going to happen. Do you think it's yeah. going to happen? I, I think, like I was saying, I think, you know, I mean, obviously when he won the Masters a couple of years back there, that was a wildly impressive performance. But yeah, he's older now. You know, I, I think he'll make the cut. I think he's going to look great day one, day two. I don't know if I like him to win, but yeah, minus 170, I, I think all but locked in for him to make the cut for sure. Well, because minus 170 is kind of boring, right? And we're here yeah, trying to get yeah, some exactly. juice. Exactly. Let's and go. And all three yeah. of us it, want to watch. All, all three of us are going to be not watching the Masters. So we're going to see lots of Tiger. Would you take him to be in the top 30 by Sunday, finishing off by the end of the tournament, top 30 at plus 115? Or do you think that's a trap? Plus 150 to be top 30 by Sunday. 115. 115. 115. Ooh. Yes. It's low. Much lower than 150. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 130. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, I know. 15, <laughs> though, I don't know if I love it that number. Because, again, I'd, I'd be worried with Tiger about, like, the wheels kind of coming off or is the body just giving out, right? Obviously, he's there mentally. But if, like, if the body, you know, father time's undefeated. <laughs> Even true. Tiger Woods. That's true. I would never <laughs> hang my hat on betting against Tiger Woods. You know, I learned that with Tom Brady or just – these best of the best, you just, I don't put my money against them, but I don't love the number at 115. And I do worry about Tiger falling off, you know, late Saturday, early Sunday. Okay. Right. So let's, let's try and pick some is let's see if we can get anybody to make the, do you have any thoughts you you might take here to make the top 30? Um, a top 30 finish, uh, someone who might be plus money, maybe. I don't know if you see anything here. Uh, if you've looked at anything like this, we have, I, I'm like Corey Connors minus 160 just because he's Canadian. His name sticks out here to me. Um, we have, I'm trying to figure he's out minus what, 160 Bryce, to finish top 30. Yes. Yeah. And Bryson Man. is plus 155 to finish top 30. Yeah, Bryson hasn't played. He's been historically not great at Augusta. No. He always comes <laughs> in. I mean, he came out and had that bonehead statement where he's going to play par 68 or whatever it was two years ago. And then once when he was really hot during when he was winning, uh, he won at winged foot at the U.S. Open. And he came out and shot himself in the foot talking too much. saying, <laughs> Yeah, it's a par 68 for me. And I think he was like four over. <laughs> yeah. He was, that's when he was trying to just. Is it because he's like a power focused kind of player? Yeah, he's really, he's obviously all into the 
the analytics, like speed off the tee and club head speed. And, you know, he's going to try and get every little advantage he can, um, which you would think in theory would help could be his distance off the tee would set up these great second shots opportunities, right? Because he, he could use way less club, but he's just, he's, he's not there. I don't think he's, he's too erratic. I think the Masters may be t- too big for him, too big of a moment or something. Like, he okay. just never plays well at Augusta. That's I fair. Hold up Maybe I'm going to need you to zoom in that. once. Well, the, line it, the problem that, is, right? look what happens when we zoom in once. It all goes, it all gets messed oh. up. So we can't, we got to stay not zoomed in. Can you guys read this? Yeah, I can see yes. that now. I blew it up on my screen now so I can see it. Okay. <laughs> so we're looking for, we're looking for something inside the top 30 here that does anything oh, scream at you, Josh. Um, these are all the, these are all of the, the guys to make the top 30. Um, the middle ground, even money sits at Minwoo Lee, Tyrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, Joaquin Neiman, roughly. Where That's is, roughly our middle area. Yeah, where is where is he? God, Bubba's really falling off, eh? Jeez. Bubba's? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or Watson's. I don't mind yeah, Bubba Watson at 240. I mean, he's two-time winner. Um, he plays a little goofy, but I don't mind him at that number. He's all the way. Yeah, Bubba Watson. Okay. I kind of yeah. like that. If that's the one we're rolling with, that's going to be a nice little uh, teasing uh, teasing uh, promo tweet if we're going to roll with yeah. Bubba Watson and, top 30. And uh, John, as well, always typically plays Augusta pretty well. That's what uh, I was thinking. I rec- remember yeah. him doing well last year. He always plays Augusta pretty well. I mean, he's not – again, he's a little bit up there in age, but I do like Louis at that number for sure, 155. Uh, okay. I always feel like he – what's his – I know he's had a couple of really good finishes there, but I don't. He's never won. I don't think. No, hasn't. No. Um, okay, so that's a pretty. I think that's some pretty good information there. Let's move over over here to the top twenty. See if we can find. Uh, see if we can find. So we have the middle ground here, the top twenty. So the people they think are almost locks are Rory, Scotty, John Rom, and then it immediately becomes less certain with Cantley down to minus 155. The middle ground sits around Colin Morikawa, Sung J M, uh Jason Day, and DJ. Roughly round out that middle area. So uh what inside this top 20, what it what what's your expert advice? Oh I mean the first thing I want I mean, to question before we even answer that. Uh yes. why was Jason Day favored to do better than Cameron Smith on a head to head? But in top 20, Cameron Smith has the shorter odds. Um, that's just, that just confuses me, right? 20 points, too. I know. Minus yeah. 140 versus minus 120. It's like the, the odds odd. for, I guess they're, I, I, I have no reasoning. I, I just as an experienced sense. gambler, it doesn't make sense to me. I feel like the bookies kind of didn't adjust to whatever they adjusted to for one of them. So it's either they made the right adjust. Yeah, it's like they either made either they made the right adjustments for this for the top twenty finish, or they they um, made the right adjustments for the top Australian player, whatever odds that was before. When I yeah, it. sorry, that's sharp what I just eye, noticed. Sharp eyes, Samir. <laughs> um, my only guess would be the money they've received on each of the bets. You know, they're just trying to 
you know, encouragement one way or another. Yeah, they're trying to hedge themselves. It's within Mm. their rights to do so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, my answer is obvious. I'm I'm big on Morikawa this weekend, and only they're only taking 15 points from you. I think top 20 is like in the bag for sure. Okay, 15 points. Okay, so that guy's right on. He's right on the middle ground. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anybody sitting at? Anybody sitting in this top area that you don't actually think is going to make the top 20? Mm. Like, there's some guys sitting on the bubble. Uh, Jason Day, Xander, uh, Shoffley? Shoffley? Yeah. Shoffley? Yeah. Um, and that that's basic. That's kind of sitting sitting around that bubble there. Max Homa. You think yeah. Corey Connors has a chance to get into the top 20? Sneaky plus 120? Yeah, I mean, he just wanted Valero in Texas, right? And again, he's a good second shot guy. I, I like. I'm a little biased, but uh, I was gonna <laughs> say, are we being baited? Like, there's a big Canadian flag here in front of us. Like, yeah, we're all like, like, like we're like all Canadian. You just, like, you're paying too much news <laughs> for because of the local bias. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, well I can take Colin. Good. I can accept Colin Morikawa as the answer for this at uh, top ten. Yeah, uh, top twenty. Sorry, top twenty. Um, I have him. I I I think I have him in my book here in in my bet slip as top ten. But I don't know why that's there because we haven't gotten to the top ten yet. Um, we're gonna get there now. Uh, we have the past inside- three years in a row. I'm sorry, but the past three years in a okay. row, Corey Connors has finished in the top ten. So if we're just going, 10. if we're just going off of that. Uh, I like him in the top. I like him in the top twenty. Yeah, they're saying uh, at Augusta Masters record twenty twenty two. I'm on Augusta dot com. Yeah, uh, twenty in twenty twenty two. He got tied for sixth. Also, if it's tied, yeah. does that still count? For the top ten. It's like tied. Yeah, yeah, tied. Tied. yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, he got tied sixth in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty one, he tied eighth, and twenty twenty, he tied tenth. So he's got actually gotten better every one of those years. Not only did he get better, but he also finished in the top 10 in each of those years. I think top 20 at plus 120, considering nice. he's just coming off the win. Um, he, he was runner up in the amateur August like masters back in the day in 2015. Of course, uh, that was against other amateurs, but same course. Uh, and plus 120 for him, top 20 is it's interesting. It's a little bit uh, tasty. For the Canadian and me. Hey, plus money for uh for him to go do what he's done three times over. Sure. Beautiful. Sure. Okay. That brings us to that brings us to the top ten. Uh the their projected top ten, just based on odds, Rory McElroy, Scotty Scheffler, John Rom, Patrick Cantley, Jordan Spieth, Cameron Smith, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, Tony Finau, and Colin Morikawa, plus two ten. Tied with Xander Shoufley. Uh, I feel like I'm not getting the name right. I'm really sorry, Xander. I will learn it uh, over the course of this weekend. Guaranteed. Um, so what's your play here? Anything anything screaming out at you, Josh? Uh, the one I'd kind of stay away, stay away from. I'm not huge on JT right now. Justin Thomas. Okay. Top 10. Maybe just more of a gut feeling, but I mean... I think we I mentioned it earlier, eight of the last ten winners are top ten in T degree, and he's out of that top ten right away, which kind of doesn't play well for him. Yes. And for me, for me, uh, some 
nerd up a little bit and get into our stats and analytics. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just that's the one where I would stay away from JT top 10. I don't think that's enough. Okay. Again, I keep going back to it. It'll beat the drum, but how mentally tough you have to be to, you know, play and do all at Augusta for over 72 is, Mm -hmm. you know, the wheels can come off pretty quickly, right? Yeah. All these guys want it so bad. And it's just, I can see it getting ugly quick, which it does for a lot of guys, right? Mm -hmm. Big three putt course. You, these are obviously they're pros. You get a couple of three putts in you and yeah. Okay. So if not JT, what do you think about Morikawa? Yeah, honestly. What about Morikawa? I know we just you, you, you're like, what about Morikawa yeah. in the top 10? I mean, I'm big on him all weekend. Uh, so as he's my pick to win, I for sure like him top 10. <laughs> okay. After- so Morikawa top 10. Uh, anybody else inside? Anybody else with any plus odds that you think is a pretty reasonable bet to make the top 10? Any of these guys? Cantley, Spieth. Like, is Jordan Spieth likely to miss on the top 10 at plus 175? No, I mean, Spieth always typically plays Augusta really well, right? So that's a safe bet. The number kind of reflects that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it plus, if it's plus money and at plus 175, like, and you predict it before the tournament, you're going to come out profitable. Like, it's over overall about profitability, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're almost doubling up your money there, right? So Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I, that I, would I be. I think. It, but, yeah. Okay, the that would be probably my play. It's more about the guys who scare me. Like I wouldn't. And the number reflects a bit more, but a lot of people. Brooksy's pretty popular guy, and um, mm-hmm. he won recently on Live. So everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Brooks has been playing really well." I I don't think he's gonna have a great weekend. You know, coming over from Live, that same idea I had before. I'm not sure how these Live guys will do. The number reflects that for almost all of the live guys, pretty yeah. much. I think that's what the general feeling is. I'm not breaking any news here, but like that's the general <laughs> consensus. How are they going to feel? There's that heightened kind of dramatics with it all. Obviously, yes. there's way more tension in the air this year between live and the regular guys. These um, are important things to know when you're betting. I, like, we talk about it a lot. It is not just all stats and analytics. Situations mm-hmm. play into sports 100% of the time. Storylines. 100% yeah. of the time and storylines. And so for a lot of people, like, I didn't realize how intense the tension was. So, like, going into this, it's important to know these things because it makes a difference as to how you are going to bet, If you're, especially if you're going to be live betting as things are going on. It's important yeah. to know. Follow the storylines. Follow what happens on day one. Maybe something notable will happen that drives a player forward. And the odds don't reflect that guy's odds to win or finish in the top 10, for example. Well, I mean, something to, with that um, dialogue in mind, you know, if the live guys come out Thursday and just shit the bed, I mean, mm-hmm. you'll probably see a lot of money follow that pattern, right? Be like, oh, see, they, they just can't handle it. You know, they're, they're not – playing their game's not sharp enough right now because of the way they're playing and you know vice on the other opposite side of that if they all come out and slap then suddenly all the money's then all the value is going to be gone yeah there's also something to be said about if they can compete in day one and immediate and then be comfortable by day two on Mm -hmm. the course that maybe there will be money on them so money uh 
worth putting on them. So it yeah, just, I mean, there's already so many storylines going into, you know, the Masters weekend, and then you add this brand new element to it, and the mind games, and like you were saying, Tiger Woods, the puppet player, the puppeteer, he's pulling strings everywhere. He's he's in everybody's head before they get that. Brooks, he talked about that before, and you know, I and that's for a reason I don't think Brooks is going to do well this weekend, but we'll see. Okay, so the main thing players. that. One of the things that you've kind of stressed from the start, not picking an outright winner, although, yes, Colin Morikawa, you think you, if you, like, had to pick a guy back against the wall, is your guy. So yeah, let's not take – I'm not going to ask you for any top – on any outright winner picks. We've already sort of gotten the kind of guys that we think we should be looking at. So the last thing I honestly really want is just anybody inside the top five, if you see any value on any of that, uh, I'll pull it back up here for mm-hmm. you. Um, we, the, the odds are projecting it as Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, and Patrick Cantlay. If you think it's going to be Colin Morikawa to win, that would put you at plus 490. So one, someone suggested yeah, to mean, us recently that if you do think a guy is going to win, you might as well bet him like most of the way through. At that number? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost five X for just top five and honestly i mean keep going back to him because he's got that big old canadian flag but Corey connor's top 10 finish last three years okay why not top five this year yeah he's improved in everyone he's improving 750 yeah 750 number 750 so these are the kind of places you want to start maybe sprinkling half units like little smaller bets onto these kind of plays here because yeah and you can still get value on these as the tournament goes on. That's what's interesting about these top five yep. bets as well as the day, as the weekend goes on. Samir, do you have that um, master's record or track record still pulled up? Yeah. For, uh, for Connors. Can you find it for Louis Oosthuizen? I'm yes. I want to make sure I'm, I'm 90% sure he always does plays Augusta pretty well. Plus I know we want 1600 is a big number. It's a huge and like, number. One of the things that I think when we had Dubsy on talking about golf Reese, uh, last year um, on our spaces, he literally talked to us about the fact that like people outside of this top 10 in the, in the actual odds are going to make these top 10s and top fives and things like that. It's nowhere near like you aren't going to, these odds are not going to project one, two, three, four, five. It's just no. not going to happen. No. So like, Guys outside of that, if you use your knowledge, are worth a sprinkle. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you want to know about Luis? He's just he's historically done really well at Augusta. Yeah. I think. So, I mean, at that uh, number, I'm like, I know he's, you know, over the hill a little bit. But, um, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, he, is, he seems to be a little over the hill. Uh, the past uh, one, two, three, four. He withdrew last year, right? Yeah, he withdrew last year. year before, he was tied 26th. Year before he was tied twenty third. Year before that, tied twenty ninth. So the past four years in a row, not amazing. Uh, but twenty eighteen, he was tied twelfth, and then twenty sixteenth, he went fifteenth. Uh, twenty fifteen, he went nineteenth. Uh, so it seems like around the teens, then uh, like twenty twelve yeah, okay. all the way so till twenty eighteen was his best. Top five could be a bit of a reach for him. Possibly. Top five could be a reach there. Yeah, I had That's it in my head. Enough. He always played it well. I don't know why. It was like, what am I thinking? Well, this- I'm just there getting passes the eye test, maybe. And you're probably yeah. remembering those days that, yeah, exactly, like five, yeah. six years ago when he was really good. 
30s hey, that's around part the of the process though you don't just like place your bet based on entirely feeling you do like a half yes. second google search figure it out what you what the actual answer is and then you move on you figure it out that's mm -hmm. how it goes um so anybody else outside of that we there's been lots of lots of value already given out here if this this bet slip looks kind of nice there's lots of things in here um two <laughs> there's a couple things i want to add Morikawa. go ahead a couple bro. things what i want to add to that bet slip um so if you go just you're already on the screen so just click on props props yeah we're here and so there's a couple here that i just have questions for you josh really um because they seem like a little bit of gimmies so should i stay away or should i just like put my mortgage on it Click on a top GB and Ireland player. Has to be Rory. I mean, no? See, Rory. <laughs> just, he's, I love Rory, but I mean, he's. Ah, I would probably in that situation, I'd go with a dog just for the the money, the value. The Obviously, Rory's been playing well recently, and he's you know one of the best golfers in the world for good reason. Yeah, but. If you're gonna if you're gonna have one of these little fun side bets go in where you're getting this like nationality stuff, I would probably yeah, Fitzpatrick, Fleetwood, you know. No, that's yeah, fair. Uh, like it just more. seems too good to be true to see Rory at yeah. plus one twenty. So yeah. Um yeah. another one, yeah. if you click on the top continental Euro player, uh look at that. Minus one twenty five for John Rahm uh i like that that's just i'm considering taking it i know they're paying a little bit yeah, of juice on I mean, it that's not that's not a lot of juice for john Rahm, <laughs> who's Dude. gonna be the top continental euro player yeah that's like that's that's one that one is way safer yeah um, so, so i just wanted to point that out because in this section it seems like you can find a couple of things that you would think is a gimme but that that's where you can be trapped in golf right because golf is yeah. so tough to predict uh it's a four-day event it's not a one-off race or a one-off round it's like literally a four-day event yeah no I, I yeah i don't mind that ram one or ram rom one at um 125 it's not a lot of juice right just no points who cares for what yeah why not take a little bit of just have a little bit of extra bankroll it's not bad it, 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 for your viewing pleasure it also just creates like a different angle like how Correct. is you know yeah um, <laughs> How is Victor no, Hovland doing? How is Bernard Langer doing? Hmm. <laughs> Always not beating Johnny Boy. Uh, but also yeah. is interesting me here. Uh, so if you just show us again the Australian player odds there, maybe. Gotcha. Um, Jason Day plus one fifteen, Cameron Smith plus two twenty. It makes no sense compared to everything else. Also, click on a little bit down the line, you'll see top rest of the world player, and they have Cameron Smith as a favorite there with Jason Day second. It makes zero sense to me. So everything that I'm seeing here makes me think I'm just going to take um, Cameron Smith as top Australian player. I'll just avoid everything else and I'll take the plus 220 um, yeah. and, and just the give me odds because the bookies are telling me that they think he's going to end up higher than Jason Day. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah, why this one section yeah, has I mean, it the other way like, around. There's got to be, it's got to be a miss or something, right? Or like what's, what's causing this makes that? No yeah. sense. Yeah, take yeah, it. Pay run, attention dude. to your pay attention to your bookies. Just walk, just look at some of these things. The same <laughs> it's literally the same market. Take no, it and run, dude. Different. Take it and run, know. honestly. Honestly. Love it. Um all right. So um is that everything? I feel like that's pretty much everything 
we I've really wanted to hit on this uh, on this Masters preview, Masters betting preview, tournament preview kind of situation. Um, Mergy, anything you wanted to hit specifically that we didn't yet? No, uh, I just wanted to run by a couple of those props with you, Keenan, because I have like a whole list of props ready to go for this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. dude. I hear it's not, not totally unrelated, but I'll get your guys' opinion on it. I'm going to fire up a video for the Masters later in the week where I find the time during the Masters. At Main so, Street obviously Sports. the Masters. Find it. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, playoff hockey starts in 10 days? Two weeks? Yep. 10 days? 10 yeah, days, days in two weeks. Uh, basketball's not not far around the corner. The end of March madness. April's a phenomenal month for sports. Obviously, yep. baseball just kicked off. Spring training, you know, opening day was it was in March this year, but it's flirting around that. Like, I consider it like an April thing. Mm-hmm. Does the Masters put April as the top month for sports all year? Because if, if it's not April, it's October. I was going to say October is the month with the, where you get football in the mix too. Yeah. And you've got, is you there know, any golf going on still in October? No. Right. You don't get a major. Fun. No yeah, major. You don't get a major. We don't you have do tennis. get the U S open in tennis. Yeah. We do have tennis. Okay. Um, April. You, do we get French open near the end of April? Or is that May? This is the thing it comes down to. I don't know if the Masters pushes it over because football season is such a monster. Football is such a monster. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. This is easily the second best. This is guaranteed the second in the top two months of the sports here. It's tough not. I'm saying for me, it's the the top. Might do it. You think it's the best? Like it's tough not having football. Um, for me, it's the top. Like, like you, you mentioned no football. Of course, that's that, that's shitty. I mean, we have XFL. I'm not counting that. Uh, yeah. But, but no, you not. mentioned <laughs> Masters. Not only Masters, we have, of course, play-in tournaments, start of playoffs for NBA, NHL, which is very exciting. Start of season, season of MLB. But more importantly, as a soccer fan, Champions League, always, yeah. always, always, semifinals, you know quarterfinals happening. Um, yeah. happening in April. And, and then not only that, the big bulk of this end of the season and the rest of soccer. We just got the end of the the March match. Is, is, the final should be on right now, no? It's on in today, four right minutes. Now. The on is on four yeah. minutes. You know, now we, <laughs> we, had, we had an electric girls and guys tournament this year. Oh, my it's, goodness. Like you're you're doubling down. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> and then Formula One. Will... Um, yeah, Formula, Formula One, one going on like full two. swing. Formula One happens. Yeah. I know, but this you is like this is like the season. beginning. You get the end of the F one season in October. I think, Formula which is usually is already decided the by then. Which is usually decided it, by then, except for that one year. It, it ha- no, the opposite, <laughs> yeah, inverse. It's usually not decided. It's usually not decided by then, except for right now because Max Verstappen's so good. Either way. Fucking drink it in, sports fans, gambling fans. Yeah. This is the time of year. This this and October, you can't get better. You, this is the bread. These are the breadwinners. This is <laughs> or where, this or is where you lose all the money. <laughs> yeah, you said, yeah you, how do you spend? How do you spend all your money? You didn't leave the house. Don't ask. How do you spend all the money? Iowa money line. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caitlin, yeah. Clark, Caitlin Clark, that's her name, right? I can't get her off my social yeah, media. Yeah, 
No, none of of them are ever. They're all everywhere. It's honestly, it's been the dominating, the dominating news in the sports world. It's been very cool. Um, A very, very unexpected um, run. She was, she was Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you, Josh, for being here with us for talking golf. Thanks for having Um, me. It was a pleasure. Um, I don't have anything left. That's it. Mergy, you want to want to send us home with your beautiful uh, ending spiel? Yeah, the same as usual. Uh, it kind of just goes off of what we were just talking about. Gamble responsibly, guys. There's literally everything you can be betting on is available to be betting on. Um, Masters is coming up. Don't throw your whole mortgage on a winner, on an outright winner. Find find your spots, right? We talked about it this episode. We gave you guys some value. Pick different things, bet multiple things, because this is a tournament where you really can't predict what's going to happen. Um, outside of uh, Masters, he didn't mention it. We got playoffs coming up, so make sure you guys are responsible, disciplined with your bankroll, because we're trying to make money here long-term. It's not about being at, being rich at the end of April. It's about being rich at the end of how of whatever set of end time of your, you want to be. The end, the end of your life. The end of your really. life. Yeah. That's like not exactly, that's not exactly what I meant. I mean, like hopefully five, I'm five rich before life, I die. Yeah. Before <laughs> the end of your life. So you can enjoy it a little bit. Enjoy it a little bit. Uh, but other than that, guys, enjoy the games. Uh, enjoy, spend some time with your family. Enjoy the long weekend coming up. Uh, we gave you guys good value. A couple of things I want to go through here that just off the top of our head. If you want to take an outright winner, Morikawa plus 2,500. Keenan's been all over that all episode. And I'm a rider with guy. him, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to be a little safer, just take him. Top 20 finish. Uh, Morikawa, uh, Morikawa, Colin Morikawa, top 20 finish, minus 115. I also like Connor, uh, Corey Connors, plus 120, top 20 finish. And then another interesting value bet that we found, we think the bookies messed up a little bit here, is Cameron Smith. Top Australian player. You can get it for plus 220, which is silly. Uh, but other than that, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of your weeks. We'll see y'all for the next episode. And most importantly, let's cash, baby. Bye.